And you are listening to Kiddish Club News for Jews. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode. We are back, and we are we are headlong into the days of acapella. <laughs> That's a good way to defer to them. Here. They've That's arrived. A, you know what? There's just requests for more and more episodes. Yeah, because who? how much acapella can you listen to before you start pulling your hair out? You know what I find myself doing, right? Put on an acapella playlist... And then somewhere in the middle, I'll just find myself just being very annoyed. Yes. And just looking someone. for the forward, like looking yep. for the skip button. Like yep. where is – like it's in the middle. Like I don't know which songs do it to me, which don't. It's, like definitely it's, it's the, all of them. <laughs> the, definitely the slow ones though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. I'll, I'll push that skip button like militantly. But you just come to another acapella. It doesn't help. It's true. It never exactly. ends. It's it, a loop. It doesn't end. Um, that's why we're here. Yeah. And by the way, this episode has been sponsored by Jerusalem Cafe. If anyone is in Midtown Manhattan and you want to really enjoy yourself for lunch, for breakfast, or for dinner, actually, you got to check out Jerusalem Cafe. These guys are unbelievable. Uh, We have been there many times. And the great part is, it doesn't matter what you're in the mood for, there's a huge selection. There's a hot open bar. You walk around, you fill up your plate. It's amazing. But the best part for me is the fact that they now have ice cream. Ice cream, milkshakes, whatever your heart desires, right in time for the warm weather that's approaching New York. My favorite part is the sushi. They really? have excellent sushi. I have not tried their sushi. It's amazing. And their sushi chef is formerly of pomegranate and flatbush. Oh, well, you just gave pomegranate a plug. We, they're not sponsoring <laughs> anything. But the best part is for our listeners, exclusive coupon code. So if anyone who places their order online can use the special discount code KC10, that's Kiddish Club 10, KC10, to get 10% off on their order when they order online. They have two Ashkachas. They're under the OK and the Udvari. So you got to check them out. They're open six days a week. Visit them online at j2nyc.com. That's j2nyc.com. We're also going to include a link in the show notes, as we always do. Support our advertisers. They support us. And you'll get a great breakfast, lunch, or dinner out of it. On to the cast. A lot going on. What do you have for me? A lot going on. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the media in general, I've never seen such hatred like they have for Elon Musk. Literally, every single day, it's article after article just bashing everything and anything to do with Elon Musk. And it's crazy because this man has done so much and like he's revolutionized so much. I mean, yes, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm admittedly an Elon Musk fan. But every single thing that goes on, he's just being attacked. And I think most of it started when he took over Twitter and he started exposing the fact that Twitter was you know, basically doing underhanded things to people on the right well he single-handedly changed the the space yeah he changed the entire yeah but but now but the fallout from that is they're obsessed with him and he can do no right basically so like for for example and by the way i think he's okay with that like he knows he's not going to please everybody and he's fine with it i mean he's the richest man in the world how (laughs) upset can he be right exactly (laughs) so like like over the weekend for example stephen king famous american author uh he tweeted so there's this whole thing going on with the twitter check you know about the twitter checks right and he wants eight dollars a month to have a verified twitter that used to be 11 and then it went it started at eight went up to 11 and then went back to eight and then went back down to eight 
So there's this whole debacle going on. Some people lost their checks. Some people didn't. I don't know. We're not going to get into it. It's not that interesting. This one particular tweet and reply were interesting. Stephen King, famous American author, he tweeted at Elon Musk and he wrote, I think Mr. Musk should give my blue check to charity. So Stephen King didn't pay for his blue check, but it didn't go away. So that happened to a lot of celebrities. And they found out, those celebrities found out that it was Elon Musk himself paying the $8 fee. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. So why did he do it for Stephen King? He just, I guess he wanted certain, certain you know, people to stay certain on. people to stay on. Well, to Stephen King's very check. active. He's very active. So he said, I think he should give my blue check to charity. I recommend the... By the way, that's why he's saying give my blue check to charity because he's paying. Right. He's actually paying out of pocket for the $8 for Stephen King and whoever else he thinks is worthy of having it. It's good to be the richest man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You can just shell out eight bucks whenever you want. So he says, I think you should give my blue check to charity. I recommend the Pratula Foundation, which provides life-saving services in Ukraine. It's only $8, so perhaps Mr. Mr. Musk could add a bit more. And he replied and wrote, I've donated $100 million to Ukraine. How much have you donated? Now, mic drop right there. (laughs) Oh, it's such a burn. What does he answer? There is no, he didn't answer. That's it. No, isn't that great? Yeah, conversation ended. Because if you look at the, the, the data, of course we know Jews are disproportionately the charity givers worldwide for our size, right? Per capita, Jews way outdo everybody else when it comes to charity. Well, we also have minimums. Yes. Right? But you have no, to I'm have... talking about even unaffiliated Jews, you know, completely secular Jews. And it's, 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 not even, it's not even close. Well, it's a culture of giving back, Yes, I think. Chesed and, and yeah, absolutely. But you'll find like Bernie Sanders, like screaming about how we have to, you know, socialize everything and money for the, for the poor people. Bernie once again, Sanders. once again, I'm asking you for your support. <laughs> and if you look, how much charities Bernie Sanders give? Not a lot. A lot of these these guys, you know, AOC. How much does she give? Not a lot. So he called out Stephen King on it and mic drop, like you said, you know. And and if it wasn't for his Starlink. The, the weapons, the smart weapons in Ukraine for the war wouldn't be working. Right. He solved that for them. And Russia actually said, we consider you an enemy now. So, like, who has done more for Ukraine than Elon Musk? Nobody. Like, come on, Stephen King. Like, that's really... I'm surprised he didn't delete the tweet. Nah, no, you can't delete because when you delete it, since everybody already saw it and everybody took pictures, of, you know, you just look like an idiot. Right. And, um, and then another thing I saw with Musk, he was interviewed by the BBC. I want to play you a little bit of this clip. See more hateful content in that, in that content way. you don't like or or hateful. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I, I mean you know just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist. Those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, n- no, is I'm that not, what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, just, I'm trying to say what you mean by hateful con- content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's uh, why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. Use, I, I, honestly, you I don't. You can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you and said actually, a lot of people. A lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only. Well, well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. You said you've following. seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last. Three or four weeks, and I. Well, then, how did you see that hateful content? Content. Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen that you for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right, and you can't give us a single one. And and, and I'm saying, 
I, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? That's called owning the interviewer. You know what? Somebody is getting called into the office at the BBC <laughs> because you can't even – how do you show up to an interview having that agenda and not even having a single tweet available? Because yeah. it's not hard to not find. Not hard. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He owned him. He owned him. Of course, we're going to include this video as well as clips. The rest of the clips that we discuss will be on our WhatsApp group. The link to it is on our website at kiddersclubpodcast.com. And also in the show notes. Can't miss it. So you mentioned Bernie Sanders before. I wanted to talk about the latest thing that came out of the Biden administration. This thing blew my mind. And it's not just me. It's 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 everybody. So, I mean, I have to assume this is coming from the progressive side. So they've passed a new mortgage fee structure, okay, which says the following. If someone is getting a new mortgage, if your FICO score is 620 or lower, you get a 1.75% discount on your mortgage. If your FICO score is above 740, you have to pay an additional 1%. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, a person's credit, everybody has a, a number that represents their credit standing. Anything above 700 is generally good. 720 is great. 740, even better. 800, even better. Anything below, let's say 700, you start getting into dicey territory. Below, you know, at 650 or below, you're really in dicey territory. So I think you have to make it clear that the, like the scores go from like 400 to like 800, right? Generally, which is makes how does that make any sense? I like, have no how idea. do you get like what if like why not start at zero? I don't know. I guess, I guess they didn't want anybody to have a zero. Like that'll really rain on somebody's self confidence. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't give them a zero. We'll just start it at, at three fifty or four hundred. So <laughs> now with the Biden- if you have a four hundred credit score, you should probably be tuning into kosher money. <laughs> Did they pay you for that? No. Okay. But you know what? You got to call. You got to call someone, right? So what they're saying basically is. If you're a guy who always paid your bills on time, you did everything right, you're going to pay 1% on your mortgage. And if there's some guy in Idaho, no hate on Idaho, there's some guy in Idaho who has never paid his credit on time, never paid his credit card bills on time, never paid his car lease on time, his mortgage on time, and he has a bad credit score, he's going to get almost a 2% discount. So you, sir, who have a good credit score are going to be subsidizing this guy with a bad credit score. So can I just show the flip side of this? Yeah, go. Because for decades, the people with the lower credit scores have been paying fees. I mean, look, if somebody has a lower than normal credit score, there's a reason. People are not just derelict. They don't just want to pay their bills late, right? They have a situation. And time and time again- They're not managing their money properly. Whatever. They have a situation. Call it what you want. However, does it make sense to throw surcharge after surcharge at these people who can't make ends meet as it is? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not talking about a surcharge. We're talking about people who want to buy a house. I understand, but these people have been getting surcharges. Generally, the lower the credit score, the more expensive it is to get money. Yes. Good. How is that fair or how does that make sense? What do you mean how is that fair? Nobody owes anyone anything, right? They want to borrow money from a bank. You, you don't have nothing says that you're entitled to that. Now, no, but it's a free market. It's a free market. So if you're a riskier bet for the bank, now you want uh, let's say $500,000 because you're buying a house and you are not good with your money and you have a low credit score because you never pay your bills and now you're going to a bank and saying, "Hey, give me a $500,000 loan." Now the bank doesn't have to subsidize. They no, don't have to say no. Say right. no. You're so, welcome to say no. So so what they do instead of saying no is they're hedging, right? So they raise your rate so that it, it's worth it for them to take the risk. Now they're going to take that same risk, but 
you're going to pay for it because you have a good credit rating. So, But you know what the crazy thing is? It's not even like they're saying, oh, it's the billionaires and the millionaires and the billionaires who are going to be you know, covering it. It's people with good credit scores. So you could have a guy, him, his wife, they both work multiple jobs. They save every dollar. They're super careful. They're going to be subsidizing some guy who just maxes out his credit cards every month to buy whatever. Or before they apply for the loan, they can miss a couple payments and get a better rate. Yeah, that's right? what so, people are saying. Right. That's what people are saying. Just no miss- one's stopping you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I would do. But people take great pride in their credit scores. <laughs> that's true. As great I. pride. <laughs> I watch it every day. I get an alert from Chase, like as my credit score changes, I like I bug out if I see it drop for any reason. Like, What's going on here? I've never been so into it. I know I should be more into it, but I've never. Mm. No, you don't need to. The only time you re- it really plays a role is if you're getting a car lease, a credit card, or a mortgage. But otherwise, you don't really need to know. But you, you could get hooked on it. You know, you get hooked on you know on having that that credit score. But to me, this is just this is insane. It's too upsetting. I don't even want to delve deeper deeper into it. I, the pain is all over your face, so yeah. I'm just going to say okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, let's digress. Let's talk about Russia and the fact that Russia bombed their own city. The Russian Defense Ministry has said that they the fighter jets accidentally bombed the Russian city of Belgorod near the border of Ukraine. Well, how does that even happen? I don't know. I mean, like there has to be some type of like air traffic control, like for dropping bombs. I would think there's some sort of checks and balances. Like is okay, drop bomb right now. You have green light to do. <laughs> And then the, the the pilot's like, are you sure? It looks very familiar, <laughs> this territory. And then the guy's just going back like... We don't pay you to ask questions. Right. <laughs> don't ask questions. You do what you say. You don't have say. You hear me, Vladimir? Just drop bomb. Well, that wasn't the right move. Right. I wonder if this even gets to Putin's desk. Oh, I think he's going to know. I think someone's not coming home for dinner. Yeah, someone's going to accidentally fall out of a window <laughs> yes. over this. Yes, not I a question. have a feeling he's not going to be okay with this. And um, also, speaking of Russians, so I don't know if you saw this one, the International Space Station. So there's some cosmonauts. That's like Russian astronauts. Right. <laughs> don't I, give me I, that I, look. I prefer astronauts Stick over with astronaut. cosmonauts. Well, they happen to be cosmonauts. and Which is the same thing, right? It's yes. just the way that they... Yeah, Russian astronauts. Right. And so they were doing a spacewalk. Now imagine a spacewalk, they're floating around in space, right? There's no sound. There's no nothing That in has space. to be the most deafening silence. Like it's eerie. Yeah. Like how quiet it must be because it's, it's, there's, there's no there's air. Nothing. There's and nothing. There's nothing. Nothing can be there. Nothing is there. And while they're doing the spacewalk, they're spacewalk over their radios, right? So it's dead quiet. And then they hear the following. So wait, well, that was... Argentinian taxi dispatch. Just right in their radio, (laughs) in in their their ear. That's bizarre. That's scary. Imagine. I mean, first I want to know the name of the service provider for that Argentinian taxi company. Because you know that... Their broadcasts are going all the way up. (laughs) Yeah. Right? But it has to be very weird being an astronaut and then hearing like in your ear like, are you sure that's the best you can do from Buenos Aires? Please. Did you want me to just Uber? But they were speaking Spanish, by the way. Yeah, well, obviously. But that's what they were hearing in their their ears. ears, And I imagine that they came home like probably white as a ghost, like, Anatoly, we are not alone. (laughs) Some, (laughs) there is something else out there. Yeah, so that was pretty crazy. Um, But also, 
coming out of Russia. And this is uh, this is not a good story. This is uh, pretty sad, actually. This is coming from Yeshiva World. So there was an Israeli who was a, originally a Ukrainian, and he volunteered to go back to Ukraine to fight for independence. And he said that he did it because he wanted to be able to look his kids in the eyes when they got older. And he went to fight in Ukraine. He got captured by Russian soldiers, and he was executed. But that is, it's so bizarre, because it's completely against any international laws. Yeah, well, right? we know what, that what, they're... What for? They're breaking left and right. I mean, they're, they're committing war crimes, no question. And uh, his name was Alexander Dubovik. Uh, he was killed on December 23rd, 2022, but his identity was only publicized recently. And Hashem Yonakim Damo. Zichroinu Levracha. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah very, very sad. Very sad. And unfortunately, we also have to mention more sad news coming out of Eretz Yisrael is there was a ramming attack in Machane Yehuda, which... You know, when you hear that, doesn't for me that hit, really hits close to home. Well, it's because these are tourist areas. Is that why it hits close to home? Yeah, because that's you can be there. You know, a lot of times, not that it makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference because right. a lot of times uh, these types of attacks will occur in in places that tourists don't visit necessarily. Right. You know, and it, it it's there is a danger to it. There's a danger in living in any part of Eretz Yisrael. Right. But specifically. When there's, you know, neighboring towns that are known to be hostile or violent. Well, is there a neighboring town to Machna Yehuda? No. That's why it's so... Shocking. I think that's why it's jarring to you. Right, right. Because, like, no, anybody like, could have been there. Right. Like, you never go to Israel and not pay a visit to Machna Yehuda, right? right? Never. There's no such thing. Right. It's like saying you're not going to go to the Kaisel. Right. You, the kids will not tolerate it. You no. must come home with bags of, of candy. candy. Right. You have to go there. And uh, so this was another ramming attack... Uh, so far, nobody has passed away from it, Baruch Hashem, and hopefully nobody will. There is one person uh, in serious critical condition. Uh, we hope, we daven that they come out of it healthy. Just sad. Sad to hear because it's like enough already. Yeah. Right? Every yeah. time you hear it, it's just enough. And it's never, it's just, it continues. On the lighter side, a story coming out of Eretz Israel in Emunim, there was a cow apparently that got into a hardware store. And they have video of this cow just going through the hardware store, knocking things over. And, of course, everybody making the jokes of, uh, you know, a bull in a china shop. Well, also, it's right out of Bubba Kama. Yes, it is. And, I, I, I mean, as I read the article, it says, as the animal continued to flounder about. So it lost its footing because, right, the cow, it's, it's, it's like not used to, it's not right. used to that floor. <laughs> right. A woman can be heard shouting in the background, a cow has come into the store and it is spilling paint. And I said, that's such an Israeli response. Right. Like, the cow in the store was fine, but he's spilling paint. Someone has to do something. <laughs> it's not something you'd hear in a Home Depot. Right. That's for sure. Right. You know, that that reaction is not happening in America. I wonder if they interviewed, like, the owner of the store. I didn't see that in the article. But, but he would probably be like, hey, you know, when I first sold the cow, I don't really mind if nobody pick him up. We're going to have steak him after. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sometimes they, you know, people, they let the animal go. And, you know, after we make uh, shita and we make, uh, you know, small uh, small party or something. But uh, once he begins to spill the paint, um, not worth it. <laughs> it's such an Israeli thing. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's that they're more comfortable, I think, with just domesticated <laughs> no i think it's just animals in general like they're yeah. more comfortable it's not like uh, it's a cow bro right it's it, a cow in a yeah. hardware store but what would you do if there was a cow in in walgreens or home depot right i'd, I'd get you would lose it i would lose you it. would lose it. I would lose it they don't lose it they've seen cows it's like nor it's like yeah it's, they would totally it's regular fine. for them uh 
Also, I'm sure you saw this one because there was a lot of yeshiva bacharim on, on this flight. United flight that was going to Tel Aviv had to return to New York after an Israeli passenger had a huge fight with the crew. So apparently, I, I think he was waiting to use the bathroom and he sat in the In the chair, jump seat. The jump seat, right. And he got and it turned into a fiasco, and they turned the plane around. And there is a video, by the way. You don't see much. You just see the passenger being escorted to the front of the plane. Of course, we'll include it in the WhatsApp group. What I don't understand is why would you turn a plane around three hours into the flight? This would get me insane. I'm sure it did get people insane. Three hours in, and wait, it's not like he's like insanely unruly. I mean, he walks off the plane. He looks like he's a normal person. What did he do already? He sat in a jump seat? Like, get over it, United. No, well, he, you know, he could be represent a risk to the flight crew. I understand. That, that's what they're see- so, seeing. So get the air one marshal. Second, one second. He's Israeli also. Okay, so between you and me. What are you trying to say? <laughs> do you think he was the most polite guy in the world? What, we pose a bigger risk or something? No. I, Please, we're the safest people. <laughs> do you think? You understand? Do you think he was super polite? You know what? Why should it matter? It matters. No, it doesn't matter. Because they, they may have felt threatened. Listen, there's an air marshal on the flight. Have him sit next to Not the air marshal. No, that's only El Al. El Al is the only airline that always has a marshal. The other ones may or may not have. I don't know. I just feel like it didn't need to waste everybody's life. Like, you're talking about six hours in the garbage. Yes. All because what? And you know what the best All part is? All because the guy sat in a jump seat? Yeah. Come on. And and I think the pilot was for sure Israeli because passengers on board had said that no announcement was made to them about the fact that they were returning to New York. So like all of a sudden, next thing they know, they're landing in New York. That, and that's another thing that would get me insane. <laughs> but for sure, that means the pilot was Israeli. No, not yeah, necessarily. And like, uh, you know what, Captain? If, are you going to tell the, the Are you going to tell the flight about what's going on? If he was Israeli, he would never have turned the plane around. That's true. Sure. Right? Yeah. He's like, they would probably come into him and be like, Captain, we need to turn the plane around. And he would be like, are you crazy? What, you think I'm going to turn this plane around? What, this look like to your family trip? <laughs> what, I look like your father or something? We're going to turn this plane around? You're never. Right. You're right. He could not it have. It would That's a good never point. That's a good happen. Point. Yeah. And it makes sense because it was united. It wasn't allowed. Exactly. Yeah. So that does make sense. Imagine the people... Arriving back in New York. If I would land back in New York, I, I'm just telling you, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would be so disturbed. I don't know if I would be able to fly. Yeah, I, like I, I would have to push it off a day. That's how irritated I would be. If any of our listeners were on the flight or has family or friends, because we do know a lot of there were there were yeshiva bacharim on the flight. Yeah, was it was like a, it was like a yeshiva regular, seminary yeah, flight. That's yeah. what it was. So so reach out to us. Tell us about what was going on there. What was going on in the airport after the fact? Because I have a feeling it wasn't okay. No. And you know what? I hate that feeling, that chaotic, not knowing what's happening, what's going on. Especially on a plane. Especially on a plane. But you know what? It does make for a good conversation starter. Like, you probably made a lot of friends on that flight, you know? Because you're like, you won't talk to your neighbor. You'll go 12 hours, and I'm not going to say anything. It's like a hello, hello, barely. Oh, forget that. I'm praying he doesn't even try to talk to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. But now, when you have such a situation, like, people make fast friends this way. Yes. Like, you just look to the side, you believe this? No, I don't believe this. I never... <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Right? It's so true. All right, so at least it's bringing people together. But you know what? The fact that it happened on a plane, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. If it happened, like, on a bus, okay, but when you're on a plane, you want everything to go smoothly. You don't want crazy things to happen. You don't want unruly passengers, but you also don't want to turn the plane around and end up back where you started and have to do it all over again. It's, it's, it's all bad. It's just my anxiety level 
is just through the roof from this whole story. But you know what? The pilot just had to be an American. It yeah, has to sure. be. For because sure. he's just making a cheshbon. He's thinking, I've got 12 hours in front of me, and I'm only three hours in. I'm going home. I didn't, I didn't get paid for this. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even taking the risk. And then another unfortunate news story. An American Airlines plane was forced to return to the airport in Columbus, Ohio, after its engine caught fire. And we have video of this plane's engine going on fire. And that was from a bird strike. They think it was from a bird strike, yeah. Yeah, that's usually what happens. There's no reason for an engine to just completely go on fire. We hope, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that is the hope. But again, imagine, like, this but story... You introduced that very dark, unfortunate news story. No one died. That's reserved for death. Okay, but for me, I, I would die because I have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, what do you do? You look out the window. Look at right. this video. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw the video Look already. at this video. Now you look outside, you see fire coming out of the engine. You, you're telling me you're you're not – no, I need oxygen, oxygen mask. I'm prying open the oxygen mask from ab- above my seat. No, this panic attack works. Panic attack. Yeah. Absolutely. the works. Absolutely. What would you really do? Would you – I don't know, like – No, I – I, they would be saying, is there, a, is there a doctor on board? We need This man needs no, a but paramedic. I have to say something. I have to tell you, it's that whole experience for you is just going to go the way the pilot handled. If he gets on the comm and he says, don't look out your window, but if you do. <laughs> don't look out your window. <laughs> but if you do. Don't look out the don't, window. <laughs> don't worry about that engine that's on fire because we have another one. I'm out. Don't worry. When he says, don't look out the window, I'm gone. If I heard a pilot say, don't look out the window, <laughs> I am gone. Gone. <laughs> I could also imagine that. I could imagine yeah. that you completely losing your composure. But Lose also, it. you might be with your family and you might need to hold it together so that the young ones don't completely get traumatized. Okay. I wish I could say that I'm man enough that I'd be able to hold it together. You'd be whimpering like a child. Like a like child. Like a baby. Like a child. I'd be reading till him. If, if I didn't pass out, which I'm assuming I would have passed out by now. And what, what, what do you do with your wife and children? Just I don't like, care. Guys, daddy's out of commission. I'm yes, so sorry. exactly what would but happen. But mommy's going to take the reins from yes. here. It's going to be okay. Yes. Like, what, what do you, like... You know, they say about Sully, remember when he, he landed the plane in the Hudson River? Yes. Remember that? They say that it was, you know, the the passengers didn't even know what was going on. He kept it so cool, so so calm, and he just landed on the water in like a perfect landing, and people couldn't believe that it was happening to them because it was so like normal. That's yeah, that's a that's, that's a hero. Exactly an example of what I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm not if that the, guy. <laughs> if the <laughs> pilot, not it's not about you. If the pilot is composed and he's not nervous or scared, and he's just getting on the PA and he's being like, you know, I'm going to bring the uh, plane down to four thousand feet. You know, th- that's the that's your whole experience. Your whole experience is whatever the pilot is giving you. I hear that, and that's why I'm not a pilot, <laughs> and I never will be one. I think we're all grateful for that. This is why you're a podcast host. Correct. And uh, in this story, so this one's really going to get you. So a Southwest Airlines flight, once again, Southwest Airlines, it was delayed for an hour because there was spilled fried rice on the floor. There it is. There's a picture of it. Yeah, that checks out. That's fried rice. (laughs) That's fried rice. Yeah, I can confirm. So could you imagine that a plane is delayed because there was messy rice on the floor? You know what? I would appreciate such a delay. I don't want – nobody wants what? to go through that aisle. It's only an hour, right? Are you so kidding So they're going to have a crew come up and, and, and sanitize the plane from the fried rice. I'm okay with that delay. No, come on. And they said that, that the flight attendants were actually asking who spilled the rice as if that person's going to be like, oh, it was me. You know what's funny? I saw a video where kids left a mess 
uh, on a flight, and the stewardess came by and said to the mother, "Your kids are going to have to clean up the aisle or or, or the Whoa. seats." Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And she came on social media bugging out, "Do you believe this? They're asking my kids to clean the plane." And then somebody came on and and was like, "Yeah, I don't see a problem with that." Like, if your kids made a mess, if they're old enough to be playing video games on the plane, they're old enough to clean up popcorn. Like, deal with it. Wow. Well, in happier flight news, I'm very excited about this one. The United States Air Force has now changed their policy. It used to be that if you were a man and you wanted to be in the Air Force, you couldn't have more than 20% body fat. But they've now raised it. It's now 26%. I'm in. <laughs> I've been waiting for this my whole life. You're nowhere near 26%, my friend. <laughs> Why? You got to do that, bro. I'm just calling you, know you I'm like sensitive. I see it. I'm you know just, I'm sensitive about it. Is it is what it is. But huh. those are also very low numbers. Think about it. The average person starts at 30%. Is that true? Yes. Really? Look it up on the Google. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it looks like 28 is about the average. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good thing necessarily. It's just how America is. So you're saying I shouldn't start celebrating yet? No. It's not time. <laughs> But the truth is, it's 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 a rigorous job because when you go into the Air Force, you have to do this training uh, with G-Force. Yes. Are you familiar? Yes, yes. They, you go into a simulator and it simulates actual G-Force, which is gravitational yes. because they're moving so quick. And what they have to do is clench all their muscles because they have to make sure that the blood is moving. Really? Yeah. Because otherwise they'll pass right out. Really? Yeah. So they do that exercise by clenching their entire body. And, and again, the force is just moving their – it's crazy because it looks like their skin is is, is peeling off, is of, peeling the off of them. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're right. I, I remember reading about a race car driver and how physically fit they have to be. And I was like, to drive? I could be right. a race and car driver. Could you imagine how same, flying right, is right. that much more? That much more, right. Like once you get to like nine or ten, people are passing out. Right. Unless you know exactly how to – like they have to just stiff entire body wow wow also so i guess my air force career is not going to be going where i thought it was going to be going but other happy news for me (laughs) leg lengthening surgery is all the rage i'm sure you've seen this this is everywhere this is coming from nbc news but i saw this like a year ago yeah but it's getting more and more popular so for those who let me tell you what i know yeah they break the bones yeah they actually go in they break the person's bone insert like a metal rod rod, yeah yeah, just to like lengthen it no so what they do is so they they do they they cut the bone they put a rod in the thigh and this rod every single day the rod they control it with a computer they move it by like three millimeters a day oh they continuously continuously yes yes because as they lengthen it everything has to follow right the body produces bone on top of it and until they're finished with the entire process then you're done and they take out the rod and then you gained so i was reading an article what do you mean they take out the rod but the bone adapts no yeah the bone the bone the bo- grows yes the body produces bone around it isn't that amazing that is crazy crazy right and then how do they if the if, i don't know how do they I, remove I, the I rod i don't know i was hoping you uh, wouldn't ask that yeah so because i was you're reading not this, just gonna get away with and as things. i was reading i was like is he gonna ask me how to get the rod out <laughs> and it's like my fear and then you do it yeah. and i'm like no yeah i mean things just need to make basic comments. yeah sense. i don't know i don't know how they get the yeah. rod out but I was reading about this 26-year-old man who had his height change from 5'7", which is my height, to 5'10". Hmm. And I was, yeah, man. And it only costs 100 grand. And now you're thinking about it. Yeah, man. <laughs> 
But it was funny because as I was reading, he talks about how he's just been ridiculed his whole life for his height. For being 5'7"? Yes. I mean, it's not like he's like 5'2". That's, that's what I was like. I was like, come on. It's like, it's not like he's like a jockey and, and like racing horses <laughs> right, and he's right. like, you know, 4'9". He says, my goal was never to be tall. It's to be in a place where no one comments on my height. Isn't oh. it, but isn't it sad? Because yes. so many people live with the self-consciousness that they create in their mind, yes. right? Because yeah. you don't look at somebody who's 5'4 and be like, oh, poor guy. You don't really think that way, right? You, it's just it, – everything is how the person comes off. Yes. Right? 100%. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever your shortcoming is, it lives in your mind. Shortcoming. I see what you did there. <laughs> But whatever it is, you, you can you can overcome it. If you don't see it, nobody else will see it. How's that? Yeah, I think you're right. A little inspiration. That was nice. For our listeners. How's that for a story to inspire? Hamaven <laughs> Yovan. We must talk about the Fox News deal with Dominion. We got to talk about Tucker Carlson. We got to talk about Don Lemon. I, I can't believe how excited people are. I get it. I get it. I, you know I'm not a huge fan of Tucker. Forget about not a huge fan. You're on the record. I don't like the guy. I'm going to miss the maniacal laugh. (laughs) I hate that laugh. I hate it. It is a little crazy. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Nobody laughs like that. It's if you're going to have a fake laugh, I do it on the podcast all the time. But everybody thinks it's real. He's not faking. No, that's not a real laugh. He just goes like this. (laughs) No, no, no. And he stops. That's how he laughs. No, no, I I don't buy it. Do you realize that there are? Wait, wait. Can we at least mention what's going on? Go start. Okay. So first of all. Fox News was, was getting sued by Dominion Voting Systems. Was? They are currently getting sued. No, they settled. Right. That's true. <laughs> okay. I forgot. I forgot. I remember okay. the number. $787 million. Correct. So they're getting sued because Dominion says that they knew that there was nothing wrong with their voting machines in the last election. And yet people on Fox News were promoting a lie that Donald Trump lost the election because the, vo- the Dominion voting machines were messed up, or they were hacked, or they were no good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they had me. I was fooled yeah, for a little I, I bit, short while. I wasn't fooled. What I'm on mean? record. I'm on record as saying, if there's fraud, then you have to assume both sides are doing it equally, and it cancels each other out. No, I don't agree with that. I think that the incumbent side, which is the Republicans, thought they had it in the bag. Yes. And the, and the Democratic side, which was the underdog, knew that they had a lot of ground to make up. But they weren't really the underdog. And, and polling data consistently was showing that Biden was going to win. And why? But it did the same thing in 2016. Polling data showed you're right. that Trump was going to lose. You're right. but, so nobody trusted polling data. Okay, hold on. You're telling me that, what is that guy with the horns, the guy who broke into the Capitol? The shaman. The, yes. Yeah. You're telling me that guys like him, and I don't mean to, I mean, I, I think he was, was he let out of jail? No, he's in jail. You're telling me guys like him, if they had an opportunity to cheat, wouldn't cheat to help Trump? Maybe they, of would, they would, but they didn't think that they needed to. Nah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it's I think it's all a wash. I think the the amount of fraud is not huge, and it's being it's happening on all sides, and so it's just equal. Bottom line: Fox decided to settle the lawsuit instead of going to trial for seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars, largest settlement in media ever, and nothing else comes close. Which tells you that they knew that they were going to lose. Yeah. For sure. The craziest part is that they're being sued by another voting company called Smartmatic, and that is still pending. 
Well, they got on the bandwagon, didn't uh, they? They're well, like, no. well, they got seven. We'll take seven million. We don't <laughs> care. We're smartmatic. We don't. We, we've gotten very, very, a very small footprint. So, like, the amount of money that Dominion is making off of this is just bonkers. Like, the, I think their annual revenue was. I don't remember. I remember reading something like twenty million or something. They're getting seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars. I would close. Yeah. Well. <laughs> right there's going to be a lot of party time for it's time a for retirement yeah so uh so then that happened last week now this week we we have news that tucker was abruptly fired from fox news now everybody just assumed it was because of the dominion deal but that didn't hold for me because then why only tucker first of all he's their number one personality number one or number two right he gets three million people to tune in nightly Right. That is huge. He's huge. He's young. He's uh, up and coming. He's, he's. I mean, you know, he's their he's star. Young. He's not young. I mean, he's relatively young. He's he's their star. Why would they do that? So that didn't make sense to me. Now, there's word that a, a pending lawsuit against Tucker is actually playing a role in him being fired. So apparently a Jewish woman, I believe her name is Grossberg, is suing him for multiple situations in the workplace. Yikes. Yeah. And she claims anti-Semitism, <clears throat> among other things, by the way. And apparently that may have played a role. We don't know as of this recording. We don't know exactly why, but he... he finished... Are you just guessing here? Because... No, there's pundits who are, who, are, who are guessing this. But this at least makes sense to me. Why specifically talk? I think you have to be a little bit like, more get a, clear that we don't know as if this. No, we, we don't, don't know. know. Like, why did they get, a, but get rid of Grossman. Judge, uh, what's her name? Janine Bureau, whatever her name is. She's terrible anyway. Just get rid of her for the Dominion thing. Why'd they right. get rid of Tucker? So this makes more sense to me. They're saying that, I mean, there's there's news articles saying that the, the people who worked for Tucker were celebrating because they hated him so much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I could see it, by the way. He's very unlikable. And I, again, if listeners, I don't mean to. This is my personal opinion. He, to me, he would get under my skin. I have a hard time picturing that because I feel like he's a nice person genuinely, but I could see how he could be annoying. Yeah, you mentioned the left, but it's not just the left. The whole thing with Kanye. What was that? Which part? The interview. Yeah, the interview that that started a, a, a rash of anti-Semitic attacks across the country. What was that? And remember, that's recorded. He knew what Kanye had said, and he he did that interview. We knew Kanye was anti-Semitic. But I feel like also not all those things are up to him. Like, he does an interview, very similar to, to, to what we do. We'll do an interview, and then out of two hours, we'll keep 45 minutes. I imagine it goes something like that. So uh, he's not in charge of the cut. Of course he is. Is he? Of course he's part of it. Of course he is. And... And anyway, that doesn't even mean anything because at the end of the day, they chose to keep that, you know, and and like you mentioned with this podcast, yes, we do cut the things that we keep versus the things that we don't are the things that we know we want people to hear the things we cut. We say, yeah, people either are not going to like it. It might offend people. We remove things. He kept that. He knew where it was going. And if you watch that interview, as I did, Kanye says a few times, he's like, oh, am I allowed to say that? And Tucker's like, yeah, you could say whatever you want. Yeah, you do that to me. <laughs> yeah, but then I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. So, so he he knew what was going on, and he was right, right there. So, I'm not. My heart doesn't bleed for Tucker. 
losing his job. A lot of people celebrating, though. Yeah. I feel a little bad, but I also know he'll land on his feet. Yeah. Where's he going? He's going to OAN? He's going to Newsmax? He's going to hang out with Turks now? No, 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 no. That's, those are bad options for him. <laughs> it's, yeah, He's way too down. famous yeah, for that. But, but he could put them on the map. But if they t- give him enough money, he could put them on the map. They don't have enough money. Yeah, they do. They don't have enough money to support a Tucker. Of course they do. How much does he make? How much does he make a year? I don't know. Look it up. Eight million. It's not a, a lot year. of money. That's it. It's not a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Well, they're also being sued by Dominion, by the way. <laughs> Who? Newsmax. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, of course. Everybody is. They're, they all are, yeah. It is such a, a what a payday for Dominion. Oh, forget Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. There was a, there was an investor. Who Anybody would... want to talk smack about Kiddush Club? <laughs> we'll come after you, baby. <laughs> but only talk smack if you're worth a lot of money. <laughs> there was an in- investor who invested in Dominion, like right before this whole thing happened. They said he made back, you know, 1,500% on his Did money. Did he see this coming? No. no nobody no, could have. No, this was... Now, tell me what's going on with Don Lemon. Don Lemon's out. Yeah. Yeah, 17 years at CNN, and he is out. He's no Tucker Carlson. That's number one. Number How two... How much was he getting paid? He was getting paid $4 million a year. So significantly less. Yeah, but he... He doesn't have nearly the same viewership. He was embroiled in many scandals. You remember recently, well, first of all, that whole Jesse Smollett thing. He was also involved in recently where he, he said some bad things about Nikki Haley. You remember that? Yes, I remember so, that. So he's just been, I mean, he's just been baggage for, for CNN at this point. So they let him go. And I didn't particularly like him either. No, but he so was, well, he's, he's pretty well spoken. But the question is Why? So Why again, all of a sudden? And by the way, they didn't tell him. He just got like a pink slip, I think. <laughs> and he even like came out and said, you know, after this many years, I would expect someone to pick up the phone to me and say, you know, we're letting you go instead of me hearing <laughs> instead of me hearing from my agent. Right. With Don Lemon, I think he kind of knew it was coming. They moved him. They moved him shows. They moved him times. Like it, it, it seemed like it was coming. I, it wasn't a shock. Tucker Carlson was a huge shock. Don Lemon, not so shocking. Well, listen, no one likes to get fired through Twitter. That's for sure. No, for sure. For sure. I agree. They could have They could have done it in a better way. So getting back to other things in the news, I wasn't really going to bring this up. It's not like major news, but I just had my own laugh to it. Sledgehammers across the country are being recalled because the tops of the sledgehammers are flying off. Oh, boy. I mean, well, are people getting hurt? Well, that's well, why there's a like- recall, because people could get hurt. But I read this story, and into my mind immediately popped. Masech Demacus. Bingo. Yeah, but it has to be going down, right? Oh, you have very to be, good. You have to be slamming it down, and then the tip right. flies off, and people have no idea what we're talking about if they, if they don't know Marcus. If you didn't do Marcus, you don't know what we're talking about. Do Marcus. Do Marcus. Yeah. Marcus is great. Yeah. Marcus Small is, yes. and mighty. Very good. Yeah. I love Marcus. So I thought that was interesting. And did you see this thing? I don't know if this is real. Did you see this thing coming out of Lakewood, this Shabbos Goy service? Did you see this? I saw it. And I love it. Is it real? I don't know if it's real or if it's spoop, but I think it is real. So so let's just tell them what it is. So there's this flyer and it says, Shabbos Goy service. We come to your house. Oh no, I forgot to turn on my lights. No more fear of seeking out a stranger to enter your home. We provide monthly Shabbos Goy service from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. You pay them $25 a month. And if you need a Shabbos Goy at certain times of day, you put some sort of- They give some, you like a flag. Right. You put it outside your house or by the door in the or in the window, whatever. And they're making their rounds. Rounds, yeah. This is a, this is a genius, genius idea. Yeah. Genius. Love it. Love it. <laughs> the funny part is, like in the bullet points, the last bullet point says, just give us a hint. We will take care of <laughs> we'll it. We'll do the rest. So the, w- the first thing that came to my mind is, what yeshiva guy is behind this? 
Because there's no meaning if it's real. It's definitely real. That's my take. Okay. You know why? Because they, you could have made this funnier. Right, 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 right. And they didn't. Right, right, right. So it's a it's a legit service. It looks legit, but there's no way that it's a bunch of guyim who came up with this. There's some yeshiva guy, some Lakewood guy somewhere who came up with this idea, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is the best idea ever!" And he hired a couple guyim to do this. It's possible, it's but again, be. if think about it, once you've been asked to be a Shabbos goy multiple times, your own mind has to be moving. You think so? I think so. I think, you know, two guys got together and be like, they're asking us anyway. Why don't we just make a service out of it? We're not going to charge a ton of money. $25 for a month, it's a song because you don't have to have help in the home. Right, right. A lot of people will have right, right, a housekeeper, right? Just in case. I don't know. What if there's a light? What if the kid turns on the bedroom light? Like it's worth it to you just for that peace of mind but it's to not- have a housekeeper in the home over Shabbos. But it's not push it that you can do this halachically. You know what I mean? As far as what? As far as you can't ask a goy to do something for you on Shabbos. Well, again, you have to know the laws. Right. But there are laws. Yeah, but I don't think the goyim are going to be the ones telling you, you know? Like, in other words, if you're not familiar with it. I have to tell you something, and it's sad to say. Say it. But the Shabbos goy knows more than most. (laughs) It's it's real. He knows more than most. He knows. Like, I've seen a Shabbos goy say, hey, hey, hey. You can't tell me what to do. Watch really? it. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. because this lady was showing her was showing the shop is going, okay, just turn on this light and put this he's like, Hey, hey, lady, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> what are you thinking? Really? I've seen that. Wow. Yeah. And and you know, they it, this is their field. <laughs> they are experts. Professional. They are professionals. Let them do their thing. So summer's approaching and uh, you know what that means. Insects. My other fear. It's flying and insects. My two biggest fears. <laughs> if any therapists are listening. <laughs> I can use one. Yeah. I'm just saying, reach out. No, see I, if he's okay. I love winter and I hate summer. And I've been trying to figure out why. And as the summer approaches, I get like a pit in my stomach. And I realize why now. Because all of a sudden, the wasps are out. The mosquitoes are back. And I realize that that's a big part of it. But they you, have small problems. Like this is like, like- To you. To you, they're small problems. To me, they're big. They consume you. They consume me. You know what? May these always be your worst problems. Amen. Insects. Amen. Please. Yes. So I saw this article. They figured out why insects are attracted to lights. Could you believe that? I I mean, it is 2023. So, (laughs) I mean, it's about time. But they didn't know before. I'm ready. So like, you know, like the the old adage, uh, like a moth to a flame, mm-hmm. you know, and we talk about how they go and they, they, you know, you even have the insect traps with the lights. So apparently they use the moon and light in general to orient themselves towards up. So it's not that they're going towards the light. It's that they're getting messed up. And in the article that I was reading, it comes from New Scientist. It was actually pretty funny because it was saying that they, they did tests and like they see how the insects many times will turn upside down when they approach a light because the light, they think that that's up. So even though... So they don't want to go to the max height. Like right. They want to be flying somewhere in the middle so they start to turn around. Right, right. right. And and to me, I was like, that's just wild. And I just wonder, I hope they use this information to make bug catching more productive for the rest of us. Well, it doesn't really make that much sense because like if, if that's up, then then go away. Does that make sense to you? Like it's not sitting so well with. Is well, it? Is I, it sitting well I with hear, you? I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I, I'm not a scientist, and I was not on this research team that did this. But they're doing a service. I hope you. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right. But now that you're mentioning bugs and insects, I saw a video that was taking place in Mecca, holiest city to Muslims. Yes, where it was completely inundated with roaches. 
Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I have that. Here it is. Hold on. Here it is. And obviously there's nothing to hear, but we will post this video. It's disturbing. Yeah. And I don't think that they're roaches. Every The articles are calling them roaches, but I think it's kind of a locust. Oh, really? Yeah, like a plague. Oh, that changes. That changes things. What is, how's that different? Well, first of all, I'm deathly afraid of crickets. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the Worse way. Worse than roaches? Yeah. To me, they look like a giant water bug, but yeah. you can't really see them close up. But the but the articles are saying like the the title is saying roaches, cockroaches, right. and then the article says something locust. like a locust or a grasshopper you know or some what it type. Is? A cockroach, as scary as he as he is, he's confined to the ground. A cricket can get airborne. Yeah, I don't so, see many of them flying. Uh, do we? I don't remember. Are they flying in the video? No, they're not flying in the video. But one thing that's disturbing is you see a guy in the video shaking out his sleeve, and they're like falling out of his sleeve. Yeah, they're everywhere. No, but people don't seem to care. Look, they're walking around like everything's fine. No, the prayer stopped. Oh, did they? Yes, and oh. everyone went home. <laughs> and that's why like look the, it's they're, they're on their clothing yeah they're getting out of there but I, I just can't imagine imagine just being in shul and all of a sudden there's bugs all over you well you remember a couple of years ago on Sukkot we had that terrible in New York we had that terrible invasion of those what were they flying ants or something remember lantern bugs is that what they're called yeah, no not the, the no, no no not the lantern bugs okay these were flying ants they looked kind of like ants but they flew and it was the first night of Sukkot and we couldn't sit in the sukkah. We had to leave. I have no recollection of that. You don't remember. Maybe it only hit certain sukkahs. Yes, that is actually true. It Some didn't people, hit mine. It didn't hit yours. Wow. Yeah. See that? Wow. Is it a sign? It must be. Wow. Where did they come from? Like I, I don't know, but could you imagine being there, right? If it was me, I'd be like, I don't know here. Mecca or Mecca? I'm getting out of here. <laughs> What's crazy is that like some people only get to go there once in their life because you have to go there once. Yes. As a Muslim, you must make the the Hajj. Right. You must make the ascent, call it, to Mecca to pray there. And imagine it's your it's your like it's your one time and it's just Yeah, you're right. By the way, I I saw a close up of one of them. It definitely looks like some sort of locust. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a it could be like people like online are saying like, Oh, it's a plague, oh it's a sign, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm going home. <laughs> okay, well, now that we're in Asia, because you know that's where I love to be, I have this very disturbing story about a Indian man who was killed. Apparently, he was urinating on train tracks. A train hit a cow, and the cow hit him, and he died. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy story, that's right? A, that's so unusual, though. I mean, the headline. I'll read you the headline, because it's almost like I'm making it up. Indian man urinating on train track dies after being hit by flying cow. I'm sorry. There's no way to read this with a straight face. I wonder if it's an Indian publication because, like, cows are sacred. Like, what happened to the train driver? Well, that's why the cow was just walking around in the middle of – Right, because they're part of the risks. They give them (laughs) – It's part of the risks of worshiping cows. (laughs) No, maybe people don't know this. But in India, the cow is the most sacred thing that they have. So you can't use a cow for anything. Like in in Western civilization, cows are used for so much. (laughs) You jumped straight to steak. But people plow. Yeah. Right? People use it for milk. People use it for all sorts of things. In India, there's no such thing. The cow cannot be owned. The cow cannot be uh, harnessed, cannot be utilized. They just walk around. Exactly. They're just free to do as they please. And if they're in the middle of the highway, the highway stops and the cow 
is allowed to just continue going. And I don't know which cows become like the Rebbe cows because they have cows that get dressed up and actually like put their hooves on people really? and give them blessings. I've seen those oh, videos. Yes. And I think we may have even covered it once. Possibly. But it's it's you know, it's a big deal in India. So for a train to hit a cow Right. I wonder what happened to the conductor. I believe that. Well, first of all, it's not. By the way, you, those are a lot of generalizations. It doesn't apply to all Indians. It depends what caste they're in in India. And um, you know, part of it is that they look at the cow like it's their mother. Right. She gives you milk. She right, which nurtures you know people and children, etc. And that's part of you know why they uh, worship the cow and why they they're mostly vegan. Well, yeah, it depends which well, caste. Is it again. vegan or is it vegetarian? Because if you're drinking milk, you may not be a vegan. Right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. But also, apparently, what they do with cows is that they use um, cow dung. Really? Yeah, because there's another story coming out of India. Sushil Sagar hmm. from India. You know, Su- <laughs> you know Sushil? You familiar with him? We haven't met yet. <laughs> so he's a homeopathic doctor. And you know how when you have a black car in, in the summertime sure. when it's hot, it gets really, really hot, right? There okay. are times where you get into your car. If you have like a black on black car, you can't even touch the steering wheel. It's so hot. No, it gets crazy. But that's why people have the sun shield in their right. in their in their windshield. Right. So now if you are on a budget and you're not buying a sunshield and you don't have Amazon, so he covered his entire car and here's a picture of it in cow dung. But why the entire car? It's funny because that car is going to get still very, very hot because the windshield is not covered. Right. The rest of the car is covered. It looks like he's worried about the paint job. No, I think he's worried about it getting too hot in the car because now the car, which was black, you could see from the bumper that the car was black. It's now a light shade of taupe. (laughs) But I would. It, it looks to me like he's just trying to save the paint job, and which is look. I've heard worse ideas. <laughs> really? Could you imagine him applying? No, I have this not heard worse dunk? ideas. I've never heard of a worse I have idea. Not, you're right. How did he apply this? I mean, you know, this wasn't very a pretty- carefully, right? <laughs> okay, not easy job. Not easy job at all. And like, imagine he comes home that day to his family, and he walks in. Imagine the smell that comes with him. But the good news is it's just that day because this, there's no smell after day one, right? That, now you've got this dung mobile, okay, <laughs> that has no negative smell because you manned up for one day. <laughs> okay. I, I think I'm, you should try it. I'm just seeing the you flip side. You have a black side. car. Why just don't you try see it? see the flip side of things. I'm imagining he came home and the wife was just like, Sushil, what is that smell, right? <laughs> Why you walking in here? What is the smell? And and he was just, you know, being that husband that's just like, don't worry. Big surprise for you. <laughs> we are going to have the cool car the whole summer. Or pool or the dunk car. Which one you want? Right? Everybody prefer the dunk car over having the pool. <laughs> oh, boy. I think that's a good way to end. Is it, though? Yeah, I think so. All right. I'm With a take- smile on my face. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. You can follow Kiddish Club on Twitter at Kiddish Club Cast and on Instagram at Kiddish Club Podcast. And of course, you can find us on the 24-6 app. And don't forget to join us on WhatsApp if you want to see the videos that we discuss during the podcast and be alerted first when we release an episode. Of course, you can shoot us an email. We are hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash kiddishclubpodcast uh, and you can support the cast that way. And the links, of course, will be in these show notes. Uh, Many thanks to our sponsor Jerusalem Cafe and Kiddish Club out. My anxiety level 
is just through the roof from this whole story. But you know what? Three hours in of a twelve-hour flight, the there's the I, I, I the holy crow, pass crow, dad bod, yo-yo. I didn't. You said dad. You didn't <laughs> say bod. You know I'm sensitive about it. I had to get it. I had to get it. I had to elicit a response from you. Low blow, bro. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta shoot low. Aim high, shoot low. Uh, it's okay by me to have, uh, you know, the cow in the store. You know, I don't make uh, gazanut, but you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a racist. But I don't know. But I, I also know. I feel a little. I feel a little bit. Why can I say little? Little, 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 little. Six days a week. Check out their website. It's Jerusalem. Oh my God! Look at their website. It's gotta be. Oh my God! It's visit them at Jerusalem Cafe Online Ordering Dot Buy Grid Dot Online Slash Zijin Slash. It's gotta be a better way. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.